This is Pace the Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of all things Clarendon. Clarendon on a beautiful March Wednesday afternoon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. We are back again for episode 267. And alongside me, of course, across the county, it's my co-host, Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Hey, Chris. Here we How's are. Going? We're back. We're back. We're back. And you are still there. I, I feel like I've threatened and promised that you're going to be in studio sooner than later. And it just hasn't happened. No, I'm comfortable. But thank you for asking. <laughs> you know, it's it, let's uh, we could pull back the curtain before uh, we get into this uh, show here today. An exciting show, a big show to get to. Um, you're just so busy. You're, you're so busy that literally nobody is busier than you. Um, and so it's, it's hard for you to, uh, you know, get over to the studio, much less, uh, anything else, you know, much less get the podcast in at all. So, uh, yeah, well, I pride myself on being the busiest person alive. <laughs> you do. Um, so you should be very thankful that I have time in my busy, busy I, schedule I to am. be able to record this podcast with you. I, I am. I am very much honored and I, I appreciate it. Um, I will give you a list of all the gift cards that I want for this episode. <laughs> well, you are busy and you give us content because of your busy schedule gives us content. And I wanted to start off there uh, with what you were doing this past weekend. Uh, you were at uh, U.S. Indoor Track Nationals, mm -hmm. which was in, I can't keep track, Spokane, Washington? Spokane, Washington. Wow. Okay. So Spokane, is that close to Seattle? Where is that kind of geographically here? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really impressed that you knew that it was in the same state. So <laughs> yeah. it's in Washington state. Yeah. Um, it's about four and a half hours east of Seattle. Um, so you have to go through a pretty big pass um, to get out there. So the Snoqualmie Pass. So mm -hmm. this time of year, it can be actually pretty tough to get east by, uh, by car. So, um, and certainly after the championships this weekend, there was a big snowstorm that was happening in the pass and it was raining everywhere else, but, um, they got a lot of, a lot of snow up there. So when people were driving back to Seattle, um, they had some weather to hairy. negotiate. Yeah. Well, yep. for those listeners, this was an indoor track race and it was the national championships, which, uh, determined the, uh, USA team for worlds. Mm-hmm. The team that would go to Serbia, is that correct? Serbia, correct. Yep. Yeah. And how'd it go? How did the Brooks team do? And how did it, how, what, what are your big takeaways from the meet? Yeah. Um, uh, my big takeaway is if you have land, you can build a really big, phenomenal <laughs> stadium. And actually what's so cool about uh, where they built it, it's almost in this like, it's not a warehouse area district, but there mm -hmm. is, um, yeah, my my guess is that they probably knocked a warehouse down or something along those lines to build it. But it's across the street from 
uh, the river that passes through there, um, a huge um, hotel that was able to host all of the athletes and media and officials. So, I mean, it's not the easiest place to get to Spokane because um, mm-hmm. you really have to go through a major city to get there. Um, but the setup, once you were there, it's a great town. Um, Gonzaga University is there. So okay. for someone who'd never been there before, it was a really neat town to explore. Um, a lot of history there. So I'm phenomenal. so tempted. I'm so tempted to to make a comparison to the Washington Commander Stadium. That's going to be way out out of out of you know who? nowhere who? close. Who <laughs> the football team? I always talk about. Oh, oh okay. It's going to be that's going to be nowhere close, and it's got a lot of land where they're talking about where their stadium is. But yeah, let's but let's let's stay on track. Yeah, let's stay it on just track. doesn't resonate when you're that far, let's, though. Let's we know that. Track. We know so, that. So Spokane, we're going to have Chris, the other Chris, pipe, pipe, jumping in here in a second. To, and then we'll to do our own show. About, and then you guys uh, yeah. will start talking about Washington football right, and all right, the right, out. Right, right. So. All right, but let's stay on Switch track gears. here. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the indoor meet national championship happened. Um, beautiful facility in Spokane. Yeah, yeah. And you determined the team that went to Serbia. That goes to Serbia. It goes to Serbia. Unless you're yeah. planning on posting this show in like three and a half weeks. So Right. Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. No, it was phenomenal. So we had a couple of beasts that competed. Um, our athletes competed really, really well. We have a new signee um, that we just signed in, uh, two months ago um, who came over to us from Nike. So now he's now on the Brooks Beast, Isaiah Harris. And mm-hmm. he made his first World Indoor Championship Where team. Go, he Isaiah. finished second. I know he's listening. Nice yes. work, Isaiah. Yeah. Psyched yeah. for you. Uh, so it was really cool to see that happen. Um, Henry Wynn, who is a local Virginia Charlottesville boy. Proud UVA, uh, Wahoo Wow, Henry. Yeah, he uh, he finished third, which was a Mm -hmm. really awesome performance for him. And actually, the guy who finished first decided not to go to Worlds. Uh, But unfortunately, Henry didn't have the standards. So they're going a little further back on the list. So he's bummed not to go race, but um, he had a phenomenal performance there. So um, it was a big weekend for the Beasts. Uh, We we had another group of athletes in Boston and. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Josh Kerr, our, right. U- our now UK, United Kingdom, um, British national record holder. In the mile. Um, in the mile. And the 1500. He hit wow. both records in the same same race, same attempt. Wow. Um, and he was so confident that he even wrote in Sharpie on his spikes <laughs> the night before. He pushed it out into the universe, into the atmosphere. Um, British record holder. Yeah, so it's when a he actually cool picture. did it, yeah, when he actually did it, he actually grabbed that same sharpie he wrote times two as he was hey, out on the Hey, Chris, track. can you? Can, I'm going to send you a picture, Chris. Can you cut in a uh, picture of that? I'd love to see that on the yeah, uh, YouTube. It was awesome. Stream. Yeah, it was very awesome. cool. So, big weekend. We had a lot of PRs all across the board. Um, those were just a couple of the highlights. One of our women, uh, she's um, Portuguese, and she won the Portuguese national championship. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. So Worlds is in a couple of weeks um, with what's happening in the world right now. We're not exactly sure what's going to go on, um, yeah. but we'll see. It's quite an honor just to be nominated and, and I should say nominated, named to the team or in your spot on the team. So hoping for those athletes that they'll be able to get there. And and uh, the Pace the Nation fans always love updates on former guests of the show. Okay. And got to mention that Gisette Norris uh, made the team. Uh, she was recently, uh, probably about six, five, six months ago on the show. Uh, didn't make the Olympic team, but she made her first U.S. team. So I know you're really excited to yeah. see that happen for her. Yeah, that was awesome. Got to spend some time with her and her fiance, Robbie yep. Andrews, afterwards. So it was a lot of fun. 
So you're back. I'm glad you're back. Um, while oh, you good. were gone, Thanks. Yeah. while you were gone, I had the kids, you know, by myself. For okay. Let's, days. so let's, let's go yes, superhero. Tell yep, us about, yep. tell us about it. Well, here, here's the deal. We've got it. We've got a nanny who was there, who was very, very helpful in this one aspect. So I could get my run in very important for me to be able to have that no, block of no time. No worry about the kids. Like, how are we going to feed them? Yes. What are we going to do each day? So you're in Spokane. Still I got to make wake sure. up in the morning and say, I, yes. I have to figure out. Andrea, can you watch the kids during this block in. of time so yeah. I can run? So I, I, I will say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, got to run in every single day. I think eight miles each time. Well, six yeah. miles on Saturday. That was a tougher day. Yeah. Um, but, and then you uh, patted yeah. yourself on the back and you, did. you did, did a, you did a I video did. for all your social media followers yep. and yep. basically called them out and said, if you're not as crafty as I am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then, you lose. Then, yeah. Well, you follow lose. me at run at run pacer. You can see all that beautiful content. Uh, yeah. I, I just, uh, so I got my three runs in, but I, I, I do want to say the kids ate out Friday, Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, which is not a surprise pizza pizza on Friday. Hey, they love when you go away. Cause the food is oh, just yeah, for right sure. up their alley for Saturday. Sure. Uh, we had one of our favorite Mexican, uh, Tex-Mex restaurants, uh, El Paso. We had Saturday El Paso and Sunday, you know, I can't remember. I'm sure I've overpaid for some sort of, no, uh, you're at your mom's you know, house. I went to yeah. my mom's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so then when I wake up, uh, let's see. So Monday morning, I woke up at 3am. Well, West Coast time, which mm -hmm. is obviously 6 a.m. out here, yep. 3 a.m. for a 6 a.m. flight mm -hmm. so that I could travel home all day. Yes. Arrive at <laughs> 530. Yeah. And started making dinner. And then you cook dinner. Yeah. First home cooked. Because I knew. I days. knew. I didn't <laughs> even ask. I just knew my children probably yeah. their stomachs are messed up Correct. and they're not going to the bathroom properly. And, Correct. You know, like th those are things that I worry TMI. about. And you're like, TMI. I just need them to survive <laughs> right. uber eats let's go all right well mostly there's some you, you're fabricating a little bit there but mostly accurate all right so really excited about today's guest uh he is a pacers ambassador we've got a newly formed pacers ambassadors club that brant rica is a part of and he is a a, a runner uh who did 100 miles in october to raise funds for LGBTQ organizations uh, that were struggling uh, through COVID. So businesses that were uh, led by LGBTQ members. Uh, and he uh, raised thousands of dollars, also ran 100 miles all through DC, uh, starting from Navy Yard, ending in Navy Yard. Uh, so he is a, a Pacers ambassador and he's got a great story to tell. So next up, Brant Rica joins us here on Pace Nation. Pace the Nation is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and DC. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julie, we are excited to be joined on the other side of town here in DC, it's Brant Rika. He joins us on Pace Nation. Brant, how are you? Doing great. How are y'all? We are doing fantastic. Um, great Wait, to have first, you on. First on and the foremost, show. did we pronounce your name properly? Yes. Okay. Always, <laughs> yeah. Always want to make sure. So yeah, we definitely now yeah Brant 
so his his day he's a runner but Brant's day job is all about kind of marketing and branding. So we want to make sure that uh, we do pronounce your name correctly. So it's Brant Rika. Yeah. What is your, what is your company? Let's start there. Yeah. Uh, so my company is a branding agency in DC. Mm -hmm. uh, Nora Lee by Brant Rika and Nora Lee was my grandmother. Oh, that's so awesome. that's the connection. Okay. Yeah. I get that all the time. <clears throat> I think my first year, a lot of people thought I was Nora Lee's intern. <laughs> 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 so that's when I changed the name to rather than just Norley to Norley by Brant Rica. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, Love she it. is my, my grandmother from Louisiana, uh, president of the Jambalaya Festival Association. Jimmy Carter oh actually gosh. had her up here on the White House lawn in 1980. And, oh uh, but she died at 50 of that same year. So I never met her or anything. Okay. Wow. But, um, she was also a business owner as well. So. Dude, great tribute, man. And let's, uh, yeah, we're going to talk so about cool. your running. We're going to talk about your business, but you mentioned Louisiana born is brand yes. is, um, and just came back mm. from Mardi Gras. I, so as we record here, March 2nd, Mardi Gras is happening, <laughs> happened, and you were there a week. You look pretty good for being a week in New Orleans. <laughs> well, thank, <laughs> thank you. When I saw myself on the screen, I was like, ah! <laughs> um, well, we do. We feel the same way about ourselves. About so. ourselves. You look yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I also just got in a run before this as well. So I felt like I was like sweating everything out. No, but that makes um, your cheeks rosy. Like, that's yeah, what I always good. say. There's a little like glow that happens right when you come in from your room. I'll have to, I'll have to say like out of our, our zoom interviews, he's got the best background and the best setup. So if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, check it out on YouTube. It looks, it looks, this is my, my condo. Nice. I love it. I love it. I, li right. I live in um, old horse stables. So very cool. Oh, cool. That's so, really neat. so just back from Mardi Gras, right? So right. Mardi, Mardi Gras is, is something that's always been part of your life. Something you always do. Yeah, typically it's something my family does in terms of like, you know, king cakes every year. There's some sort of yeah. celebration involved. But this year I had some work stuff in New Orleans around the same time, as well as my 35th birthday. Oh, so we went birthday. there. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry, my voice might be a <laughs> but um, I actually saw my friend at the gym before this as well. And we both, he's the same age as I am. And we were like, did we think we were on spring break or something? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. A, a lot of uh, behavior happened that you would thought we were 24, but well, you know, dude, that's the whole point. I mean, that's what Mardi Gras is. Wait right? till you're, I mean, as I told you yesterday, wait till you're 45, like I am. And yeah, so enjoy it while you can. Um, well, you are a runner and big into fitness and, you yeah. know, and a addition to having your own branding agency and you ran a hundred miles uh, and raised a lot of money. So tell us kind of how this came to be or how this idea started. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I have always kind of pushed myself fitness wise in terms of kind of trying to master something and then moving on from that to the next thing. Uh, I do that in my professional career as well. Everyone always thinks I'm crazy. My job, I feel like I want to like accomplish like a goal professionally. And then I'm like, all right, how do I one up myself from that? So I carry that over to fitness as well. Uh, so I'd work with the coach all through COVID trying to do things like, you know, gymnastics rings, double unders, and then double unders with weighted jump ropes, stuff wow. like that. And so then I was like, all right, what's the next thing from here? And um, 
Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Sure, do it. Go <laughs> okay. <higher> away. <laughs> Chelsea Handler and I have the same birthday, and I'm always like, I feel like we're like spirit animals. But, um, <laughs> so, um, so I was, you know, talking to a colleague, and I was like, I think I'm going to run 100 miles, but maybe in like over two weeks or something. And she goes, That's really fucking stupid. Thank you. Thank you. She was like, I wouldn't even donate to that. It's so stupid. And I was like, Oh, okay. She goes, um, <laughs> She was like, you would be achieving that so easily because um, you're already like doing so much with fitness or whatnot. So okay, was, I see her she, point. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like a hundred miles in two days. I would donate to that. And it's one of those things that like, I'm crazy that the second someone plants an idea in my head, it's like, mm -hmm. I can't shake it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I then started researching it and then I saw the ultra marathoners and I read an article how someone actually didn't even really train for it. <laughs> they he kind of just did it randomly and oh he gosh. admittedly described it as the most brutal experience of his life but he still finished it so then I started researching trainers and things like that and then I was like all right 100 miles in 48 hours I will do that so um that's how this all was born in January of 2021 and I spent starting February 1st I trained all the way up until October the 7th which is when I ran the 100 miles so tell us about your, you were inspired to help other businesses. I mean, you were obviously impacted by COVID and right. inspired to help other businesses that were as well. Right. I, um, like, you know, we touched on yesterday, like many small businesses, like, you know, I, I lost all my clients, I think within the span of five days. Mm. Um, oh and at first I wasn't too scared about it. Cause I think cause I, in my head, I'm like, we're all in the same boat, scared right. shitless <laughs> and like, yeah. And the government's just giving us PPPs. Like I, right. I'm not too stressed out about it. And then I got some new clients and then, you know, come October, 2020, we're all like, wait, this is still going right. on. Um, Cause you know, we were all like, you know, reducing our pricing during COVID like mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. And it is, I, then, you know, like most, many other people were applying for the um, economic disaster loan for the SBA. That mm -hmm. was but like, you know, I, I was, I told uh, Chris yesterday, like they have access to my firstborn child. Like it was like yeah, every, everything, every, every hoop that was imaginable. Like they put me through Dude, it. It was a, we did, it was a full-time job having, yeah. to, fortunately we had enough staff to be able to do it. Like Kathy took the lead on it and it was her full-time job for months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was months. And then it was like, they wanted personal assets and like all this other stuff. And I was like, hearing of other businesses who got it so quickly and I was like what is going on here Not us. yeah and um so I was kind of like you know with Nora Lee I've always done something that was uh towards a community advocacy arena or nonprofit. so I'd already done a few things like you know historical venues in DC uh cancer related charities uh the National Mall and so I was like what's the next thing and I was like what's going on right now that's relevant which was COVID. Mm -hmm. So um, it was open up to um, LGBTQ um, business owned businesses that were needing access to relief funds who weren't able to get it. Like, you know, like I was one who took months, but I know other people in the community who were like entertainers or things like that, who didn't have LLCs, but were yeah. like mm -hmm. not able to get anything. Right. Um, so that was my main target with that. And I, I made sure that we had a whole committee set up to like vet these applications and we had like 40 applicants from all over the country and um, to make sure it really was going to those who, like I was doing, we were researching social media of theirs, like to be like, are they like 
And if I saw someone had posted only like two posts within two years, I'm like, okay, they're not trying for their business. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, right. So things of like, I saw people that were trying for their business also like doing things in their community. Yeah. And I think the big answer on the applications was like, what do you plan to use the funds for? And when I saw some people with the answers, like, well, I think one person said to pay for my assistant who stayed with me during COVID. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. right. I, I was like, that was your choice. We all let go right. staff who like right. to do stuff ourselves or things right. like yeah. that. But um, yeah, I really wanted it targeted to the people who actually needed it, who a couple thousand dollars is like a lot of money. A big deal. Yeah. Um, so, cause, cause it is a big deal, especially in this day and age to people who've lost so much. Mm. So uh, you you decide to do this, you decide to raise funds, and you raised a lot of money for these these uh, uh, businesses, which is amazing. But you, you're not like a long long. You're a fit guy, but not like a long long distance runner, right? Right. Like I'm mainly like the, you know the lifting, like the I think the mo like a, the most I'd ever ran before this was ten miles for a tough mutter. Yeah. And like, aside from that, I run regularly in DC, but the most I would run, it would be six miles at one time. Okay. So um, how, how did you, how did you train for this event? And the event was in October, right? Right. It was in October. Um, you know, Pacers was a sponsor of it. We had Tommy, you know, design the route and it was like very specific. Um, we did DC, Maryland, Virginia. Um, so I, my training was broken up into two parts because it was eight months. So the first four months I was with, um, a great trainer, um, Brian Mazza, who's been, who ran 50 miles at once. He's been on the cover of men's health. He's based out of New York. Mm -hmm. Um, but the training was, I mean, cause everyone's body is differently. So the training that worked for him wasn't working for me. Like my knees weren't able to, you know, run, you know, seven miles every day <laughs> or right, like run right. 10 miles every day or what have you. Um, so then after four months, you know, I think we all reevaluate when we're training for something what's going to work for us because we don't want to run our bodies to the ground or get injured. Um, so then I was connected with someone, um, Brandon Pedalin, who's DC based, and mm -hmm. he's a patent attorney, but he um, is really crazy with fitness and running. Like he has run probably, I think, 11 ultra marathons. Wow. And he also at Balance Gym a few years ago ran on the True Form treadmill for 24 hours straight. Mm. The True like, Form is the one that you move? Yeah. Oh, that, that is, is really horrible. horrible. <laughs> yeah. So he did that. So he was someone who like has from his own learning experience had everything down to a science on the training. Mm -hmm. So when I spoke to him, um, we had like a meet cute over the phone and it was like... Um, he was like, no, this is, he's like, you're, it's not that crazy. It's not going to run your life. Like you should still yeah. have a life while you're doing this. Yeah. Um, he's like, it could be fun. Let's drink a beer at mile 50. Like, let's <laughs> like have whatever, you know? Um, so after getting off the phone with him, like it seemed more, uh, like feasible Do and doable. Yeah. yeah. Not so daunting. Right. Yeah. And, um, so the most I ran with under Brandon's training at one time was I think 20 miles. Okay. And that was like once <laughs> and that was wow. it. Wow. Um, Did you just have to cluster it together so that your body got used to, like, I'm curious about how they would, you know, kind of space things out. So the training was um, CrossFit modified endurance training. Okay. So it was basically like murdering my mentality so that by the time the hundred mile got here, it seemed like, oh, I'm just running. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Um, so like some days, like, you know, it was run 20 miles 
like and just finish it like and mm. the other days it was run uh six miles but all out like mm. as fast as you can and then one day it was like run five miles in the morning run five miles in the afternoon and then run five miles in the evening and each mm. set had to be faster than the previous wow. um really so it was, it was really broken up it was constantly shocking your body um i joked with him because he i would get my training every sunday <laughs> and it literally was broken out every single day like i never did the same workout twice Mm. And I told him, I was like, when I see your training, I'm like, oh, that looks so easy. And then when I'm doing it, I'm like, yeah. Dying. yeah. <laughs> like, and I, like, you know, one of the trainings was uh, like be on the row machine for one minute, stand up, do kettlebell swings for one minute, alternate nonstop for 30 minutes. Wow. And, and I, that's to, really hard, actually. But but well, when I see that, no I'm running, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I see on, on paper, oh, just 30 minutes, whatever. Like, yeah. And the, but then, like, when you're doing it, like, I told you yesterday, Chris, my fingers were like stuck like this. Right. right <laughs> from right. gripping the whole time. Right. I thought I had wow. like a rheumatoid arthritis. It's just really interesting that that <laughs> is okay. I got to change my mentality. I just run every single day. You did this, and it wasn't, that wasn't necessarily running there. So, right. That's awesome. It was. And because he was saying, like, he was like, there's no point, which it makes sense after he said this. He was like, there's no point in running, say, for example, 70 miles for your training. He was, if you do that, you might as well just fucking finish it. And yeah, 30 yeah, miles. 100%. 100%. He was, like, he was like, that makes zero sense. And I was like, I never thought about it like that. Um, good. So, but then he was like, you know, make it fun. Like, have friends jump in with you at times. Like, yeah. and, you know, I won. So, I could not have done it without him because he drove his car. He was up the full 31 hours with me. Wow. And so he drove around to each like pit stop in his car. He'd be waiting for me. So when I get there, there was like a camping chair waiting for me. He'd be like, sit oh down, gosh. eat this, drink this. At one stop, he had a Slurpee for me. Oh my gosh. Um, that's so he, cool. Well, because he was like, the sugar is great for you right now. Yeah. Like stuff yeah. like that. Um, at the 50 mile mark, I had a McDonald's hamburger and he made me chug a beer. And I was like, I don't want to, but he was like, he was like, do it. And so I chugged the beer. And then after like, cause my body was processing it so quickly, I had a really big buzz. And during the buzz, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. What am I complaining about? And then like, <laughs> I got then, this. Right. But then because my body processed it so quickly after about, about five minutes of a buzz, then my legs became stiff. I was like, never mind, I'm dying again. Yeah. <laughs> but you got a little so you, burst of hope in there. It, I, yeah, yeah, a little burst of hope. And um, but I tried, I like I told Chris yesterday, I tried to quit actually four times. Right. Um because in my head going into it, I thought Brandon was going to let me like sleep if I needed to. Because mm. ultra marathoners, you do, they do sleep when they're okay. doing an, an organized race, um, even if it was for five minutes. And at around midnight, I ran through the trail, uh, like through Bethesda. And I was like, can I please like sleep just for like five minutes? And he that's when he was like being the brotherly tough love. And he was like, no, he was like, because you will never get up. Yeah. And so then I was like shivering. It was like midnight. <laughs> I was like, so I changed my clothes like three times. Um, mm. I changed my shoes uh, twice and my socks twice. Um, mm. But I didn't have any blisters on my feet at all. And um, he was like, the only there's only two reasons to quit an ultra. And he's like, that's because you have blisters or because you have nutrition issues. And yeah. he's like, and you're having neither. I was like, yeah. Ugh. yeah. I feel sick. Like, wait, I think I, I feel, feel a blister coming on. Quick, somebody so, stick so, a rock in my shoe. I know. 31 hours. Impressive, man. 31 yeah. hours. Wow. So that's under 20 minutes a mile. Um, so really 
incredible. Um, and it started and finished, uh, at Pacers and, and, uh, in, in which the 14th street oh, store. For, so I'm in front of 14th street. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like a crowd there. There were reporters there when I finished. Aww. Um, but I, I felt bad because like Brie and all them like set up this whole like party. And when I got there, I was like, not mentally <laughs> able to do it. And as a Brie, I was like, I'm so sorry, but I need to get the fuck out of here. You got to go to sleep. Are you you guys go celebrate me. Yeah. Take some like, great pictures. I, like, I can't wait to see them. I was like, yeah. I will slit all your throats if any of you talk to me for five minutes. I got to go. <laughs> so, you <laughs> raised, so you raised a lot of money. How much money did you raise for, for these? It was about close to 17000 That's awesome. Oh, that's um, so, cool. so we split it up between five winners um, that we just selected. And um yeah, so I, I, you know, I partnered to take this to the next level. I partnered with a gay business owner in Silver Lake in California mm-hmm. who owns a gym. And I partnered with a fitness, uh, Barry's Bootcamp slash fitness instructor in New York City. So the same day I did my 100-mile run, Seth biked 100 miles. Mm-hmm. And Austin taught a 100-minute boot camp class. Mm-hmm. And so we were combined. So we were marketing together doing reels together to kind of just and posting the link together. So it was opening it up to a broader audience. I, There's I your need marketing do, mind. I, I, seriously, yeah. I need to do a race with this guy. Cause yeah. my, my, you know, I'm trying to do runs and doing some selfie. Like I need to do runs with this guy. He's going to get, <laughs> oh, that's outfit. cute. <laughs> okay. So, so Brant also Brant's like, I work with bigger clients than yes. you, Chris. So. So, so he's got this branding agency. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about, um, you're an author as well, which is super cool. You write kids yeah. books. You've done two kids yes. books. The, 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 your author of the Barris books, the Barris uh, books, right? So the, the Barris uh, books. Tell us a little bit about those because we've got three kids. I don't think they're old enough for your books yet, but um, we're always looking for different options to read them. Yeah, uh, it's the Barris books. So I started that about five years ago, but during co- I let it go. I let it fall to the wayside because you know I started a business at the same time, and I was like, my business is making me money. So <laughs> that's why. But during COVID, it was like one of those things where I was like, all right, let me just scratch this off my to-do list to get it out there. So last February, the same month I started my 100-mile training, I started the process of having a manager, the PR team, the lawyers, and like mm-hmm. got um, got my colleague, Matt, who's also my collaborator and illustrator on the book series. And so we spent the, you know, six months or seven, eight months editing the first book. So two days before my hundred mile run, the first book was published. Oh, wow. And so, so I was telling Chris that my phone was being bombarded during my hundred mile run, like during it about the book or the run. And I'm like, do these people think I can actually fucking talk to them? <laughs> no, like, no, no. You could like, can't. Oh my no God. Way. My, my family group text is going, my mom is like, does anyone know where Brian is? Like, <laughs> It's only totally something I've been working on for like seven months, mom. No big well, she, deal. But she meant like mile marker. But like oh, yeah. my mom was like flying back from New Orleans. My mom texts me privately to be like, are you home? And I was like, I just landed. She then texts the family group text and be like, Brian just landed. You know? I'm like, oh my God. So I, I got I a question, Brian, about the book and the kind of the creative yeah, process. Yeah. So I just, I literally <laughs> just went on a run this afternoon. And it took me probably two and a half hours to do the run because I just got some stuff going in my mind and my creative juices. And so I'm calling people and I'm making mm-hmm. things happen on, for our business. And I feel like the creative juices flow best for me when I'm running. Similar right. experience? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, with the Barris books, you know, it's their fantasy. So, you know, it's really, you know, after JK Rowling, it's kind of like what, <laughs> what do you write about? Um, but uh, I will say on the run was when I got a lot of ideas. Like, for example, I run to like, I told you like to every type of music there is. Mm-hmm. And like, I was running to that Brooks and Dunn cover of like Neon Moon. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. as I was running to it, like the lyrics, came on of like a broken dream while I was running I was like oh my god that's a plot twist for the book <laughs> like nice um, cool. so stuff like that so uh yeah the books are called the Barris books about a little boy named Barris Hart and the reality is 1952 New Orleans and his family moved to D- uh, New Orleans from DC in 1952 because um his mother Francine Hart discovered her ancestry was French and the New Orleans in the 50s it's very French affluent Mm-hmm. So she's like kooky and takes like French cooking classes, French speaking <laughs> lessons. She calls their dog Oliver Olivier. And um, oh, Bears cool. has three sisters. Like I have three sisters and they all start with B's like we do. So it's um, uh, Bet- Betsy, Betty, Barris, and Bernice. Oh, and um, so the beginning of the book with each book is Barris has a problem and he's nine years old. And then in chapter three, he falls asleep into a dream world, which is really our psyche, because I dream what I'm stressed out about. Mm-hmm. And in the dream world, there's like magic and characters that relate to his problem. And he wakes up at the end of the book, knowing how to navigate it, not solve it. But um, and in each dream world, his, he has a guy named Gracie, and she's a keeper of the universe. And her job is to monitor the dreams of sleeping children to their 10. And she oh. also she also narrates the book. Um, so she's telling the reader this story from her firsthand experience. So you can get this book wherever all, all, and this is legit, wherever books yeah. are sold, wherever books are sold, politics and prose picked it up a few months wow. ago. Um, it's at, we'll be bus boys and Polish just picked it up. We'll be there soon. Um, bookstores in Miami just picked it up. Um, Barnes yeah. and Noble target, all that stuff. But our second book came out February 8th. And then I actually just finished the third book, which will be out in April. Oh my um, gosh. So wow. I, I, my illustrator always keeps laughing. He's like, can you please slow down? Slow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And I, I, I'm a proud Arlingtonian, Arlington resident, and you're potentially getting into some Arlington schools or a school. Oh, so so we, we are in an Arlington school and at Claremont Immersion School. Yeah. Wow. Um, so they picked it up. So their fourth grade class just finished reading it for their February curriculum. Wow. And so we'll be going there um, with the second book for all of them in April. That's oh awesome, man. God. Congrats on so that. But, um, cool. but we just we just closed out the Barris books. There's three in the Barris books. So now I'm writing the Bernice books, which is Barris's sister. Um, and Bernice is like a super dark girl who reads Agatha Christie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because well, I have that the kids' dreams, like, you know, after 10 years old, you start to lose your childish enthusiasm. So Gracie, mm-hmm. his keeper, is no longer with him. Mm-hmm. It's because he's crossed over. So now it's Bernice, who's nine years old now. And so Bernice is visiting Auntie to and Serafina in New York City in 1954. And um, yeah, her dream world. So, but yeah, it's, it's fun. That's They're fun really to write. Cool. So to really check cool. them out. Uh, Instagram, of course, he does a awesome job on Instagram. It's uh, at Barris Books and yep. uh, Brant is at Brant Rika. So give him a follow. I know we got a lot of parents who listen to this podcast. Um, one other thing I wanted to get into before we let you go, uh, Brant, I-, I didn't mention this to you yesterday, but... Uh, you know, I don't know where you were. You probably lived in the New Orleans area during Hurricane Katrina. And Hurricane Katrina changed the trajectory of Pacers running's events lives. We put on a race uh, for Hurricane Katrina. 
I, I believe that was like 2005, maybe somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, 2005, yeah. 2005. And, you know, the way the community here in Alexandria, uh, it was an Alexandria race, responded and all the runners together. We had 5,000 people at the race and donated $125,000 to hurricane relief oh, wow. and, um, and through the Red Cross and uh, in New Orleans and, and that area. Uh, we, we had the race, the Gulf Coast relief, relief run for a number of years um, afterwards. And James Carville was a huge, huge proponent of it. And he was kind of like the, the person who helped us push everything through. But the Gulf Coast relief run and Hurricane Katrina is the reason why we have Pacers events. And all the races we put on, that's where we started. Where were you? How old were you, Hurricane Katrina? I was 10. No, I'm kidding. I was I, I, I just I just had graduated high school actually, 2005. Um, okay. So I actually was in uh, Louisiana with my parents visiting our family. Mm. Um, and we we always drove from Virginia to uh, you know Louisiana. So we had debated on staying because when you're from Louisiana, you think it's no big deal, like a hurricane. Sure, you're like whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my dad though. And we had my two sisters, two of my sisters with us and my mom and my dad. My dad was like, no, I really want to drive up the Gulf Coast and like see everything and let's just get out of Dodge before it hits. So we left uh, New Orleans area like two days before and actually drove through Biloxi Beach, the whole Gulf Coast, everything. And all of that was gone like a day later. Yeah. So we actually got really lucky, I think, on our timing. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of a, cause I lived there during hurricane Andrew, which was like in the nineties, but that was like, I think the worst, a bad hurricane prior to Katrina. Mm. Wow. Well, I appreciate yeah. you letting you indulging me and letting you tell, let me tell that story. Uh, it just, it just jarred when, as much as we talked about Louisiana, that was just a really impactful part of our, my life and plenty of people's lives, obviously in the Gulf coast, uh, region. Um, all right, Brant. So um, you accomplished this hundred miler. You've written written two books. You've got a uh, wildly popular branding business. Um, what's 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 next for you? Well, you know, as I told you yesterday, I'm like because I'm psychotic. I'm, um, <laughs> On to I, the um, next goal. Yeah. So yeah, what's what's next? Um, yeah. um, I actually did a, a beer pong tournament years ago, and I, me and this girl, won like every team that we beat play, and we always would say, "What's left?" What's left after that? Yeah. <laughs> so I always use Nothing. that mentality. Yeah. What's left? We were killing yeah. everyone over here. <laughs> but um, so I feel like it's like that's what I've always keep in my head when I'm like, "What's left?" But um, yes. so uh, another Pacers ambassador, Pablo Brown, who is a trainer at Vita, he actually ran my last twenty miles with me during the hundred. Um, he called me about two weeks ago. And we were going to come up with this crazy fitness endeavor. And I was like, let's do like a body sled push for every dollar array, something crazy. And he was like, no, let's just run a hundred miles. I'm like, I literally just did that. Like what? what?" Not creative enough. Try again. Well, well, so so I was like, what's, how would we make this different? He was like, because this time we're going to start at the same time, but we're racing against each other. Mm. And he was like, so we're going to start at the same spot, go different hundred mile routes and whoever finishes first, we're going to have one fund for donations, but two different charities. And the first one finished takes all the money. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, and we also are not allowed to have anyone run with us this round. Ooh, no, and no support. It, like, are you going to have like your own like nutrition and all that stuff? On we have you, to, or? we have to be completely self-sufficient. Wow. Um, wow. so 
and you know, and and Pablo is like a, a brother to me, and we're but we're treating this almost like WWE, like competitive. Oh yeah, like you're gonna stop smack. Gonna yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, his, like his idea of his hundred mile run is to do the CNO trail, like out and back. Yeah, and that was the last thirty-five miles of my run, and I was like, "You're," I was like, you're, "You should not do that. That's going to be the worst decision you can right. make." And it I was like, sounds you know like the best decision, but you can't run that motion you for can't. that many miles. Right. You get so sore. You need well, like a variation also, of terrain. Well, aside from that, that was the part of my. You would think towards the end of your hundred-mile run, you would get some sort of a wind, and like, oh, I'm almost done. But I was on that thing for the last three, and that was the most mentally hard part yeah, of my I run. Think so, yeah. At, at, at mile ninety-two, I actually couldn't have even have pictured myself finishing it because that's you how hard only it was. eight miles left. Wow. No eight miles left. Yeah. The only time I got wind in me was when, because we it was so bad that where my coaches were like, "Let's just run a minute, walk a minute, run mm -hmm. a minute, walk a minute," mm -hmm. and every time I would start to run, I kept feeling like I was Forrest Gump when he ran with those braces on. I was like waddling. I was like. So when I saw the top of the buildings in Georgetown, that's when I was like, oh my God, we're in civilization. Like I can do this. <laughs> um, but so Pablo is going to do that. And I was like, you know what? Go ahead. I want you to mentally die out there. Cause I'm yeah, cool. you're like, like, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll be doing that in October. So our training kicks off May 1st. Wow. And um, my entire family was like, you're so stupid. But, <laughs> um, Can't but, get you enough. Know, yeah, I know. So after this, though, I think I'm definitely going to be done for a little bit um, until Pablo calls me again, you know, and says, right. well, when country. he when he loses and yeah, then he's he gonna challenges you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He'll have come up some excuse of a cramp or maybe right. he'll have a blister. So <laughs> All right, well, I look, we'll, we will keep our audience posted. Uh, that's October. So a few months down the road. Uh, that sounds awesome, man. Well, um, congrats on all the good that you did seriously, um, for all these businesses that were needy and helped them out, uh, through a difficult time and congrats on your first hundred. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can do another one and maybe that way you can call it a day after two. Yeah. I'll definitely like take a nap after that. So. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. All right, Brent. Well, that was awesome. So thank you so much. It's Brant Rika. Uh, he is, uh, his branding agency is Nora Lee. Uh, he is a Pacers ambassador and uh, just ran a hundred miler and, and, and check out his Bears books. Um, they're for third graders. Is that what you said? Third grade uh, starts at fourth grade, but starts I know a lot of people, yeah, but I know a lot of okay. people who are reading it to their six year olds or five year olds and um, they appear to like it as well. <laughs> so, so check, check all, all the, all the stuff that uh, Brant's doing. Um, great stuff. Brant, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you guys. Thank you guys right. so much. Right. Really appreciate it. Brant Rico on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Pace the Nation is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Brant Rika for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, he was he was awesome, and you know people like that who kind of have their own branding and sort of talk for a living or storytell for a living. They're always they're always good, great guests. So uh, great guests. So great job uh, to Brant. I do think you could probably pick up on uh, 
you know, a skill or two that he was dropping there mm -hmm. in terms of uh, the goal setting piece. You know, we talk <laughs> a lot about the yeah. eight miles that you run every single day. Yeah. Uh, we still have the sub three hour marathon going on. You know, yes. Whether, we whether, whether, whether I like it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do really appreciate when people cycle in and out of goals like that. You yeah. know, I think it's really cool to have something to work towards. Yeah. Um, I'm giving you a little hint, like, you know, maybe <laughs> that it doesn't have to be eight miles every single day. Yeah. 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 Hey, like six, something again, you're actually working. Like, what are we training for right now? Like nothing training for life. <laughs> I love running. Yeah, eight miles I'm addicted every day. to, I'm addicted to running and it was only six on Saturday, but, oh, uh, geez, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, uh, you and I had a conversation about, um, my running recently and it was, uh, you know, we had agreed that I was going to take Sundays off mm -hmm. and I think I've kind of slid my way. Why don't back you tell everybody that. how that's going? I've slid my bay way back into trying to run on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your new uh, year's resolution was to have a day off. Yeah. I created that new year's resolution for you and that's why it failed because uh, <laughs> no one else can create someone else's resolution for so, them. Uh, let me just, let me just pause for a second here. Most people take uh, new year's resolution is to run more. Mm. your resolution for me is to take a day off running. Yeah. I want you to run less. Yes. It's kind of, does that, it's like, that's crazy. Well, you're you like, know, just trying to help you find a little more balance, a little right. more sleep, a little yeah. bit more energy for your I family. I mean, when Brant did say a little less say, obsessiveness, <laughs> when he said that a little he was bit doing more goal <laughs> orientation, that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like if you've got a goal, then like, yeah, yeah let's get after it. If you're just jogging all the time, yeah. Jogging, being Mr. Arlington, like waving everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, You're really just I using think. it to get out of the house. I know you. I am. Uh, it's, well, it's your time to get away from me <laughs> and the chaos that happens if you spend too much time inside. I get it. Yeah. Well, there's some maybe to do that. All right. Well, let's change subjects here. I, I just want to bring up one last thing uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Empower Run happening March 6th. And I want you to report back on that when you get back because you're going to Santa Barbara traveling again, you report back on empower run. I'll report back on what the kids ate when you were gone. Uh, so that's March starts March 6th. So you leave Sunday as we Sunday. report here, March 2nd. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've had Burke and Kathy on to talk about empower run, just an amazing women's event, mm -hmm. uh, for the industry, the running industry. Um, you're, you're freaking pumped, right? I am. I'm a yeah. little bit more pumped when I get there. It's like yeah. really hard to, just to travel again, get there. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it's in Santa Barbara again. Two years ago, we were in Santa Barbara, literally as the world was starting to close. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all got out there and then it was a little scary. It was that week. I remember yep. there were certain Brooks didn't come. They had just been cut off of travel. Saucony didn't come. They had just been cut off of travel. Um, we were in Santa Barbara. So Hoka's right there. So they were able to come. But um, when we got home was, you know, I'll never forget sitting out there and, and talking to folks at Georgetown that were like, hey, we might be closed as of Monday. And right. it just was like, what? You know, I, that was a huge distraction for the event. Um, cause I think people were not sure if they should just get on a plane right away. Like, you know, no one had masks. It was just a weird time. Yeah. Um, so it is so cool. Last year empower one was held virtually and, uh, Burke and Kathy did a great job of trying to bring that type of energy and grouping people up, um, uh, w uh, women up within the industry, but 
it will be an awesome celebration to have everyone back together. This event keeps growing. I think mm -hmm. there's 110 or 115 women involved this year. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. A uh, couple cocktails or two, yeah. a couple glasses of wine. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. And it's, really it really does. It's a lot of work for those two. They do. Yeah, and it highlights job. how much this industry has changed mm -hmm. to being a women's focused, women centric industry where it was just a bunch of dudes 20 years ago. Oh, it still is. It still is. <laughs> like, let's not. But it's it didn't just like change overnight, but yeah. change is happening. Yeah. And, and we see like a lot a of run. women uh, starting to move up in the industry. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of work to do still. And, yeah. but I think, you know, having this outlet, having this space to meet and network and all things that women haven't typically done, you yep. know, over the course of, you know, their working history in the last hundred years or so less than that. But, um, I do think that this is a, a really neat um, opportunity for women to kind of come together. I mean, I met people from Brooks three yep. years ago when we started. I mean, it was very helpful in getting started. your job. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a gateway for me um, yeah. into the industry and coming from the sport essentially. So mm -hmm. anyway, I'm starting yeah. to pull a Chris Farley here. I'm starting to talk about myself and make it about me. So let me talk. Stop <laughs> check right out, there. Check out Stop episode. right there. Cannot yeah. wait for the weekend. Super yep. nervous about yeah. what kind of food and yeah. sustenance my children will be eating throughout right. the weekend. But we'll, we'll cover Probably that. We'll cover that. Yeah. Microwave popcorn for dinner and maybe some McDonald's along the way. Uber no, Eats on not. speed yeah. dial. Uber Eats will on speed, speed dial. dial. But yeah, you know what? Check out, check out episode 220 of Pace the Nation. Uh, Burke and Kathy talked all about Empower Run there. Yeah. All right. Thanks again to our guest, Brant Rika, for joining us today. He's a Pacers ambassador who raised a lot of money for some needy businesses. Uh, he was great today on Pace the Nation. All right. Thanks to our guy, Chris, killing it behind the scenes. Flew forever to get here and put this thing on, put this thing together for us again. Uh, thanks to you, the listener, and thanks to Julie. Great job today. We'll see you in the studio next time, right? <laughs> All right. That's Julie Kelly. Right. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next time.